Well, hello again. It's time with tea, and I am tea with a little tea in my cup. Guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about the dynamics of the family, specifically the black family. Um, A lot of people are saying that the black families are run like a cult, a lot of secrets, with a lot of, you know, denial and a lot of protection of people within the family that may have been abusive or just not quite uh, the proper way of raising children has been um, cloaked for many years. And it comes out in the aftermath of a person's esteem, personality, um, ability to have healthy, strong relationships. We're gonna get into that deeply, okay? Now, we're going to go ahead and put our numbers out there. You can reach us at 919-768-2486. That's 919-768-2486. You can text that same number if you have any questions or any answers to questions that were posed on the podcast. We also would like for you guys to reach out to us or to 911 if you see something that's not quite right. Maybe you know for sure that it's domestic violence please call 911 if you think there's something wrong but you're not quite sure but you want to kind of put people on alert you can reach us at 1-800-799-7233 that's 1-800-799-7233 we'll be right back after these messages and guys we're back Ah, yes. So if you missed the intro, we were talking about the fact that a lot of dynamics that happen in the rearing of us, the children in the black family, not exclusive to the black family, however, um, the secrets that were held, um, children born from incest, children born from molestation, um, And maybe not even that dramatic. I mean, in some cases, it's just children that were head out of wedlock in general. And these children were raised as siblings. These children were put up for adoption. These children were later uh, raised by another family. uh, Maybe another family member as their own. Now, these dynamics taught a lot of things it taught one not to face responsibility for your actions and then two to conceal the wrongdoings of others to you um if you've been violated to protect those who have violated you now whether people realize that they were teaching their children this or not that's what they did Because it's not what you say, but what you do that's going to speak the most, you know, prominently in your life. It's going to be the voice that you go to first. Your first instinct is going to be to hide the fact that you were molested or hide the fact that you had a child out of wedlock or to feel shame. I mean, it goes so far as the church. I mean, these people are in church feeling ashamed before God for a sin that only God 
can forgive them of or condemn them of because none of us are without sin and it's a different from making a sinful mistake than living in sin so when you make a mistake that's something that should be readily forgiven and you get back on track if you're living in sin that's something you need to go to God in prayer and ask for the ability to break from that that sin because some people don't realize sin is offered to you and you invite it in but once you invite sin into your life you become enslaved in it until you're delivered from it so we got these people uh, living a lie and then they want to be told later on to live in their truth to be comfortable in their own skin to feel confident in the people around them to know what's real and what's not real but my whole life may have been a lie so how do these people move on from having been deceived by relatives people that love them that told them that they were their children in fact they were their grandchildren or that told them that they were somebody else's child when they were their child long story short we're dealing with the aftermath of people's decisions but at some point in our life regardless of how bad the past was we have to look to the future and we have to put the past at rest because you're not going to necessarily get from these cult-like experiences with family who kept such secrets you're not going to get the closure you need well I should say want we really want it but we don't need that closure because sometimes your closure is that you close the door that you looked forward that you buried it that you gave yourself an answer for conversations that weren't had with you choices that were not made with you in mind and you move forward and you choose not to give the power to the people in your past to disrupt your future that's too big of a price to pay okay I'll give you that one you have the past check but the future is mine checkmate so I'm really hoping that this direct conversation will resonate with somebody who is stuck somewhere between they never told me I need answers I want closure you're not gonna get it from the cult-like experience you had you should now know that these people are incapable of the truth to themselves they've lied to themselves all these years lying is a part of their fabric their moral fabric they are not able to give you anything that they haven't given themselves. That's love. That's honor. That's respect. The decency to tell me the truth. So you're now dealing with relationships where 
Now you're forced, if you're going to be in a relationship with somebody, to trust them. How can I trust this person I just met when the people that raised me and lived with me and told me they loved me every day and I was convinced I was in a good situation and I found out the truth later, how can I be convinced that this new person is any better than the the past? Because again, they are the past. And yes, you have your eyes wide open because what came to you in the form of a storm or destruction did not come to break you but to wake you to wake you to future situations where you are going to be challenged within yourself to just trust trust your own decisions believe in yourself ask the right questions and know that the answers may be lies but ask them anyway and observe everything. Observe their reaction. Observe do the words line up with their actions. We all face a dilemma every day. Every day that we wake up to make a better decision than we did yesterday or make this the best decision we ever made. To trust somebody, to not trust them. To believe them, not believe them. To try to be a little bit more understanding, a little more patient, a little more direct sometimes is very important. Because sometimes you don't get the answers because you didn't ask the right question. Sometimes you just didn't answer the question at all. And you assumed. You can't do it. You cannot leave anything to assumption. If you want to know, ask. If you need to know, let them know. I, I need to know something. You know, put it out there. Guys, I don't know who it's for, but I know it definitely showed me that I'm, I'm growing and I'm learning as I've observed these things. And I never really put a lot of thought into it. That how it's cult-like behavior that these families are protecting um, molesters and you know um, hiding things from themselves in the world I mean they put it literally away to the point where when you ask them about this they almost seem shocked that you should dare ask them about it because they've lived with the lies so long that that's Aunt Mabel's child when it was really Keisha's child and because the word out of wedlock was such a damning word um, from I'm not sure exactly where it came from but people just you, you, you had a scarlet letter on you and it was no more important to be out of wedlock or, or less important than to be born to two parents who were married. Because in many of those cases, they were under shotgun wedding situations where they were forced to be married. And a child was conceived before the marriage, just like the out of wedlock one. But the marriage was supposed to rectify the problem. 
And it's that type of mentality that gives people cognitive dissonance to know, well, my parents weren't married, so I'm out of wedlock. So I'm a bastard child. So I'm not as important as someone who was born in wedlock or my parents uh, cheated on each other. And this child is from outside and this child my dad had outside. So there's there's terminologies that we know to be scarlet letters, outside children, bastard children, and um, out of wedlock, which means nothing to me. Because what that means is parents made some bad decisions, but a beautiful child was born. Why is it such a scarlet letter when only God can judge? Why do you know, and, and, and the problem I have is I don't care how holy and sanctified you get, you go into the church and you will hear the little old ladies use these terms. But she's waiting to go to heaven. But she's judging children from matter of fact, they're adults now. But you're judging them from a, a decision that their parents made years ago, which God's forgiven the parents for those decisions. And the child never was. The child never was a sin. We're all born in sin, so they, that was nothing new. But the child was not a sin nor a mistake. They made mistakes in bringing the child in the world, but the child was not a mistake because God don't make mistakes. He allowed that child to be born into this world. So, there's a lot to it, and I am not going to get too deep because I feel myself getting very <laughs> excited about it because it's something that has long been needing to be addressed. And I don't think you look at it as cult-like like, um, behavior when you're in it. But outside looking in, yeah, that was some pretty cult-like stuff and you knew your position you knew your you knew not to speak about it you knew not to tell that person and you talk to them every day that person you spoke to them every day but you knew the truth but you had lived under the lie so long under the covet covenant of the lie you see the sacrifice was that person that person's reality so participating unknowingly in a cult like experience like that those are the type, type of generational curses we have to break the truth will set you free the bible does not lie the truth will set you free. Guys, I'm not going to dwell on it. I think that's enough bit off to chew on for the rest of the week. I hope you guys enjoyed this segment. I hope it was enlightening. In fact, I hope you guys text me, call me, email me. Latanya Durham at AOL.com. L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-D-U-R-H-A-M at AOL.com. Text me at 919-768-2486. If you have any questions, any answers to any questions, please call, text. I'm going to be available. 
I want to be able to give a feedback for the next segment. Guys, that was it for today. Time with T and I am T. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Bye.